Brothers and sisters, welcome back to the XX Mormon Podcast. Today we have a wonderful service planned for you today. It's actually our Easter service. And um, we are going to have the, the children sing, Jesus was a little lamb. Um, I don't know where I'm going <laughs> with this. I thought it would be funny to do like a special sacrament meeting kind of thing. But uh, Bishop Jensen asked me to start off by saying, I have a lot of hair. Um, and uh, I'm not exactly sure why he asked me to start with that, but he said it would be a great opener uh, for me to tell everybody just how much hair I have. It's a lot. I think it's just one of those things that goes to show that you left the church because of dressing grooming standards. That's exactly and right. you couldn't handle the clean-cut missionary corporate appearance, yep. and you had to rebel against the Lord's spoken word Exactly. and start... Um, you know, growing your hair and beard out to look more like the Savior. <laughs> I am. You're I am trying what to they be call, more like Jesus, and the I, church kicked you out. I am a true Christian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. Hi. How How is everybody? I'm gonna wait for a second for you to respond. For our listeners to respond. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that was enough time. I'm sure they could respond yeah. in that that period of time. Um, but yeah, today we're talking about weirdness and, and wackiness. What was the thing you actually wanted me to start off with, Bishop? No, we're going to talk about how many podcasts are you actually a part of? Oh, yeah. In like a professional capacity. Yeah, okay. I find this very, very interesting, right? So I work on like 10 different podcasts, some of them mm -hmm. for hobbies and some of them professionally that I get that I get paid to edit and some of them help on the production side. And I put... A lot of effort into these things. I am at my computer for like an hour a day. Just kidding. More than that. Mm -hmm. I'm at my computer all day editing. Edit, 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 edit. Cut, cut, cut. Move that around. Oh, how does that sound? Oh, I should move that here. How does that sound? Add some music here. How does that sound? I spend hours working on these shows. And the amount of listens that they get compared to this podcast, which I don't know if you've noticed this, but... I don't do anything to it. I just I just master the audio so that you can actually hear us. And uh, and then I put it up on the internet. And this is by far the most listened to podcast that I work on. And uh, yeah, it, it drives me insane. And so because of this, Bishop and I go back and forth on whether or not we are going to continue... <laughs> doing this podcast because we're we have quit we've quit this podcast at least two times now where we're Twice. like yeah where, where we're like that's it we're done and then we're like ah, maybe a few more just to wrap it up and then we're like okay that's it we're done and then literally the day before we're like ah, actually no 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 let's uh let's let's do more why not it's and it's always because we see how many <laughs> downloads it's getting and a few people have written in saying that they really appreciate it so it keeps us going but if <laughs> Go listen to other indie podcasts. Don't just listen to ex-Mormon stuff, you guys. We're out there making some cool stuff. <laughs> and I know we haven't we haven't pitched it too much just to protect the innocent. Right. Um, I if my parents found out that I was hosting, well, I mean, if my parents found out that I was hosting a ex-Mormon post-Mormon podcast, they would probably be upset. But at the same time, I tell them like, don't listen to it. This is not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do not want to change your mind about anything. I don't care if you stay in the church for the rest of your life. 
this has been my tool and my outlet for dealing with what I'm going through. And if you are not going through what I'm going through, then do not listen to this because it is not for you and it's just going to make you upset. Yep. Yeah. But, it, like, at the same time, like, we... It's basically, like, every week we look at the... Because you and I do... We've done... We've completed a mini-series podcast together and we were mm-hmm. in the middle of working on another longer-term series podcast together. Yep. We don't get any feedback on those. We don't get nearly the amount of downloads that we get is what we do on this one. And we put a lot more effort into the other one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and some days, some days it's more fun. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this one's fun to come and record on, but some sometimes we're like, oh, I don't know if... I don't feel like talking about it. Like we about Mormonism anymore. Yeah. But then we get the we get the emails or we get the reviews on the podcast and then we look at the downloads and we have done no social media. We have done no kind of paid advertising. Nothing. It's all just been kind of like word of mouth or people just looking for content to help them deal with their journey and transition out of Mormonism. And and word of mouth has in like we've each told maybe three friends about it. Yeah. Like this <laughs> But then, like, our other shows, I was at a party on Friday, and uh, yeah. one of my other shows that I s- first started four years ago that's still mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. five people while I was there found out that I did this show. Not because I was walking around saying, like, hey, uh, so I, I do this podcast. Do you want to hear about it? But another <laughs> one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, Elder Jackson does this podcast. You should listen to it. It's so good. Um, but I still don't get that many downloads on that one. That's like my least listened to one is the and one also, I've been doing like, the longest. Not, I'm sure you don't get as much interaction off of it mm-hmm. or feedback or do you? No, no, no. Yeah. I so do I have a social say, media for it and like people like the posts and stuff, but there's not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like hanging out on there all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So it's, it's just funny the way that these algorithms work. And Mm -hmm. the way, like the content that people seek out and uh, we were brainstorming, what other podcasts could we do that would get us so much uh, interaction? And uh, Bishop Mm -hmm. Jensen has a few ideas. I think the only thing that we could do that would automatically plug us into like a niche market that's starving for content is if we did some kind of QAnon, anti-vax, anti- uh, anti uh or or flat earth we did something that promoted the flat earth anti-vax or QAnon conspiracy theories we might be able to tap into it as much of a niche market that was just as hungry for content Mm -hmm. as kind of the ex-mormon post-mormon community yeah yeah and i i think what's interesting is it's it's there's so many ex-mormon podcasts out there right like it's a Mm -hmm. dime a dozen but there's also one so many ex-mormons which is delightful and mm-hmm. and two there like there's a lot of listening and community building and you know the the need for you know I got to get my ex-mormon fix on I got to hear that crazy mormon history and those crazy mormon stories and so you know people end up just finding it and so it's the same thing with these other things. It's it's just people, like, things that people get obsessed with. We get mm-hmm. obsessed with anti-vaxxing. We get obsessed with flat earth, like, the, these crazy things. And we get obsessed with not being Mormon anymore. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, we lose mm-hmm. a huge part of our identity 
when mm-hmm. when we leave the church and we have to try and figure out you know this new person that we we are um mm-hmm. but then we get like so obsessed with it and um yeah with all that said this is the final episode just kidding this isn't i this isn't the final episode um it could be but i don't know we'll we'll wait and see what mood we're in next week um because that seems to be how it goes but we're not going to do this forever um even though we get a lot of downloads and it feels good like if people are still getting value out of this show i think that's what like when we started this show that was what we told ourselves at least was it was kind of, let's do this for six months or let's create six months worth of episodes. Mm-hmm. And the first question you asked me is like, okay, what would make you decide to continue or stop? Mm-hmm. And it was feedback and if the ex community is getting value out of it. Because one thing that I'm finding is when I make new post-Mormon friends or find people who've just left the church, I might let them know about this podcast and they don't listen to it once a week. They binge it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There is this major like starvation for. I don't know if it's if it's content that helps you feel normal mm-hmm. for severing your ties to the Mormon Church, mm-hmm. or if it's that the heartbreak of leaving the church is so much that you just. I don't know what it is, but for some, like when I tell people about this, they don't just kind of throw it over their shoulder and say, "Oh yeah, let let me know what it is. Maybe I'll listen to it." It's like they find out about it, and then they're messaging me, and they're like, oh, when you said that thing or when you had that story, mm-hmm. or that's exactly what happened to me, and I thought I was the only one, and, blah, and all this th- stuff kind of back and forth, right? Yeah. And I think that's what it is, and I think that's the value that we're trying to give to the community is, no, you're not crazy. A lot of weird things that happen to you that you're sworn to never talk about happen to everybody else. Yeah. Let's all get this out in the open. Let's all kind of learn to laugh and kind of get over it. I think one reason why we go for a lot of cynicism and sarcasm is that we're we're taking on this monolith mm-hmm. that ruled your life and we have to we have to get people in a position where like to get over it you got to be able to laugh about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I I was telling somebody else this story about how when I stopped paying tithing I was absolutely paranoid that there was going to be some natural disaster that would cause my house to burn down, even though I completely lost my faith in the Mm -hmm. Mormon church. I was still so programmed for tithing. Yeah. To like superstitiously, right? It sticks in your head. And and so I feel I feel a lot like the benefit of ex Mormon podcasts and listening to a lot of them and listening to Mm -hmm. them constantly is deprogramming like yeah like you said it helps you feel normal and then it also helps you work through these things and say like okay yeah i i do feel that way too okay i can work through that i can get through that other people are doing it and and i think that's a that's a big strength and so hopefully we've been able to bring that to some people and um, talking about our experiences, having guests on to share their experiences, laughing about all of this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, because it, it's a lot to process. I mean, you know, I, I got out 
you know, pretty early compared to a lot of the other people I've interacted with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still spent 20, 20 years, you know, being programmed and then five years as a PMO. And, you know, the programming keeps going, even if you're PMO, even if you're, you don't believe it, you're still mm-hmm. showing up and you're still getting that in your head. And uh, maybe a lot of the listeners are, are PMO. They're physically in, mentally out. Maybe a lot of them, these shows, these ex-Mormon shows, help keep them sane while they're still stuck. Um, and it helps kind of reassure them that like, no, 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 okay, what you heard at church on Sunday, what you heard at church today, that's not true. Um, you know, and hopefully helping that, um, helping start that healing process before you yeah. get out and and struggle with figuring out new friendships and a new life and identity post-Mormonism. Like that was what helped me out. One thing that helped me get the confidence to leave was actually I found out Counselor Davis had left the church. I mm-hmm. kind of heard it through the grapevine yeah. that he'd left the church. And, I, and he was somebody where when I was active in the church that I looked up to a lot. Yeah. And when I found out he had left, it made me feel more comfortable with the idea of taking the leap and leaving it all behind. Mm-hmm. Another thing that helped me was Mormon Stories was that Mormon Stories has so much content and, and their ep- episodes are hours and hours long. And sometimes you find a story that you jive with. Sometimes you, f- you listen to a story, you're like, ah, I don't really care for this. Yeah. Right? But it was like back-to-back, there were two guests that came on in the space of about six weeks where they were exactly where I was at. Hmm. Or they had gone through what I was feeling, and they were able to put it to words better than I was. Right, right. And when I And, and then usually with Mormon stories, it comes to the inevitable conclusion that the guest was unable to maintain their testimony and activity in the church. Hmm. And so I just started to see, here's somebody who's in my shoes, who's going through what I'm going through, and the inevitable conclusion is this is completely untenable and I can't handle being a part of it anymore, and I just need to leave and step away. Mm-hmm. And when I started listening to other people who were having similar experiences to me where they just had to leave and they couldn't be a part of it anymore, I was like, this is the logical conclusion of the path that I'm on now. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot more comfortable with the idea of making a leap of jumping out. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, like it, it demystifies it a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah. you're listening to these people and it's like, oh, they're normal and they're living happy lives and fulfilling lives because we get it in our heads when we're in the church that, where will you go? What will you do? Mm-hmm. And that's something uh, a friend and I were hanging out last night. And he's also left the church. We left like right at the at the same time. He was the first person I told I was leaving. Um, it was a s- Sunday. I was at church and I walked out into the hall as I so often do to get a drink of water. And mm-hmm. uh, and I go out into the hall and he's sitting there. I'm like, oh hey, you're not like in sacrament meeting. And he and this was like a year and a half before I like left and uh i I said oh hey you're not in sacrament meeting and he's he says yeah man he's like i just don't really buy it and i was like oh yeah me neither and just like having that like final release because i had decided three months before this that i was going to leave the church 
but nobody knew. And mm -hmm. having that, you know, uh, catharsis of like, me too, like I am in that same boat and, and just kind of figuring out at the same time where, where you're both headed. I, the one thing we talked about last night was, hey, so how are you making friends outside of church now? And mm -hmm. he talked about work and I talked about some, um, some ways that I've been making friends in like social groups and stuff and uh, professional groups. And we talked about that and, and having that conversation, being able to talk to each other, talk to other people about that journey is really helpful. And a lot of us don't get that in person. And if we get that through a podcast, perfect. Mm -hmm. I, you know, in speaking about like uh, making friends outside of the church, like a friend group that we've really settled in with is a bunch of other post-Mormons kind of in our city, and we knew them when we were active, and then we have all over the years kind of slowly left. Mm -hmm. um, but even though we are all no longer Mormon or no longer active, we still kind of have this shared background of missions or other kind of church-related experiences that we kind of bond over. Um, but my wife and I are hosting a Halloween party uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we are inviting a bunch of just, like, our kids' friends from school's parents. Hmm. So, like, this is going to be our first time having a party where most of the people there are not members of the church. Yeah. And it's it's a little weird because it's kind of, like, I know that when I hang out with my post-Mormon friends, we can always fall back on either silly mission stories mm -hmm. or the things that let us out of the church. And it's right. always like a fallback for conversation. And even just the thought of mixing my ex-Mormon friends with my Mormon friends, it's kind of like I'm bringing two worlds together, even mm -hmm. though it shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like I'm bringing, because I've got my ex-Mormon friends where we have this kind of shared common history and inside jokes, and then there's all these outsiders coming in. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's going to be awkward or weird, but it like for me mentally, it's like, oh, I'm bringing two worlds together. When I was Mormon... I'd hang out with my Mormon friends, and I'd hang out with my non-Mormon friends. Mm -hmm. But usually those two worlds didn't mix in too much. Yeah, yeah. And same with, like, like none of, not a lot of my Mormon friends would bring their non-Mormon friends to hang out with us. Right. Because it's just, like, it it does become a really, really niche group. Yeah, it totally does. And, yeah. and it's hard to bring people in because it's it's like taking somebody to another country in a lot of ways. There's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of things we say. There's a lot of things we don't say. Yeah. There's a lot of tacit norms and it's like hard to just teach that to people, right? Right, right. Yeah, and it it can make people feel left out. I mean, we're talking mm -hmm. about this need to need to belong, right? Mm -hmm. Um and uh yeah, it can make people feel left out. And so I think we we're like, "Oh, I don't want to bring them together and you know, mm -hmm. cuz they're so and so's jokes won't land as well with with so and so and and uh yeah i think we we kind of silo those and i don't think that's a mormon thing i think that's a very human thing right we're right. like oh we have like my work friends mm -hmm. and my school friends and yeah. my kids friends parents and you know and we have these different groups that we 
slot people into. And, um, and I, one thing a friend told me when I left the church, he said, you know, he said, one thing to remember is that people you meet care about as much about you leaving the church as they do about you in the church. I said that on this podcast. Did you, you say that? about me. It was I, me. Th- there, I had another friend who said that. We, <laughs> okay. we, we know somebody mutually who also said that to me. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's, you, you know, y- you have to rebuild this identity. And, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, they don't care to hear about the trauma you faced in this weird fundamentalist religion that seems mm-hmm. really nice and fun on the outside. That's the thing about Mormonism too, is it seems mm-hmm. so nice and fun on the outside, but then when you're in it, there's all these weird things that go on that kind of mess mm-hmm. you up. And and so then when you get out, it's not like, oh yeah, I ran away from you know the Heaven's Gate cult. Mm-hmm. It you know people are like, oh, tell interesting, like tell me more about that. If you're like, oh yeah. I, I left Catholicism. People are like, oh, what is he okay. You know, like there's this difference well, in how like, it's perceived. I didn't know that was a thing you had to leave. Right. And <laughs> right. like the amount of people who are like, how do you like leave a church? They're like confused about it. But it's like, no, you have mm-hmm. to like <laughs> leave it. And so I think, um, yeah, I think this episode's turned into why we, why we listen to ex-Mormon, post-Mormon uh, podcasts. Podcast. And um, I, yeah. It, one thing that I found, so there's, I'll just tell a couple stories. Like there's somebody, uh, I hired somebody, they got worked into a new position, they don't work for me anymore. And I, like, I really, really try not to bring up religion with coworkers, but especially with people who work for me because that, I think because you got a power dynamic, bringing up religion yeah. makes it even more awkward yeah yeah um but she doesn't work for me anymore she kind of took another position working for somebody else but we were both working on a stat holiday and we were just making small talk uh, and we were kind of like the only people in the building and she was asking me these questions and it just it was i think she was asking me about my parents she was asking me you know if i don't know i'd made some jokes or comments you know, to kind of suggest I might be kind of a black sheep in my family or something like that. So she's kind of needling me about that, and I just said, well, do you know what? Truth is, I was brought up Mormon, and I'm no longer participating member, and uh, that was a bit weird. Or That's what makes me black sheep. And she was like, oh, tell me more about it, and she actually wanted to know. Huh. And it kind of came up organically, and it came up because we built up a bunch of rapport with each other, whereas she's somebody I think of as a friend. Right. And it came up from her curiosity. Um. So that's one story is that your your ex Mormonist can come up mm-hmm. in in certain situations with friends and they can be interested in it when they but you gotta build the friendship first. Yeah. You can't you can't meet out with it. <laughs> and then another like another interesting thing about when you're in this kind of real ex Mormon phase where ex Mormonism has become your new temporary identity. Mm-hmm we're making friends who have no religious affiliation and we're going out with them, we're spending time with them and we're talking, we're talking about the things we're doing and it's like this ex-Mormon podcast is my big secret. For a while it was a thing I was spending a lot of time with Mm -hmm. that I couldn't tell anybody about. 
Yeah. And it's like I was living this secret life. And so I think when you're trying to, when you move on from ex-Mormonism, you need to start filling up your life with other things mm -hmm. so that when you go out with people who are not religiously affiliated, mm -hmm. you have other things to talk about other than, you know, your ex-Mormon blog or this ex-Mormon post you made on Reddit or this ex-Mormon podcast that you have. Your right. life has to be filled with other things in order to talk about other things. Right, right. I mean, that's exactly right. Like you, when you leave the church, so I counted it up once. I spent over 20 hours a week mm -hmm. on church things. That's yeah. going to church. That's, you know, firesides and meetings and service projects and scouts and young men's and, every, you know, everything that I did that revolved around church that I did at the church lots of the time. Mm -hmm. um, over 20 hours a week for, you know, the first 25 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And then when you leave, then there's this huge gap. I mean, think about the things you could do with 20 hours. That's mm -hmm. like, that's almost a day, right? Yeah. I mean, 20 waking hours, that's more than a, a, a day. A day. And that's like three working days. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, like, what, what are you going to do with your time when you get out? And how are you going to use that time to create a new identity for yourself? Like mm -hmm. when you leave Mormonism, you, yeah, you become like ex-Mormon becomes like your identity for a little while. I've stopped mm -hmm. bringing it up with people, you know, people will ask me about my religion and I just, I just say, oh, I'm not religious. You know, mm -hmm. I don't identify my religion as formerly Mormon anymore, mm -hmm. but there was a period where I, I did that. And I mean, we call this podcast the XX Mormon podcast because it's us like shedding that identity um, mm -hmm. and, and stopping associating ourselves with, with Mormonism. And uh, yeah, you, you grow and develop as a, as a person and you got to find other hobbies to take up your time. Do knitting or pottery or, or, or something, something else that you can engage with. And, um, and really make yourself, I mean, whoever you want to make yourself. You're not Mormon anymore. And you also don't really have to be ex-Mormon either. Just mm -hmm. be you. Mm -hmm. I mean, like last week we talked about goal setting. Or a couple weeks ago, by the time this airs, we talked about goal setting as a way to kind of reclaim identity. I'd say one of the challenges that I've had with continuing this podcast is that the more and more I talk about it, the less emotionally invested I am in Mormonism or ex-Mormonism. Mm -hmm. um, and it it's, how do I leave this thing behind? How do I shed the skin when every couple of weeks you and I spend an hour or two talking about it? Right, right. Right? But at the same time, it's understanding, I think, that there's people out there who are, who are as emotionally shaken, torn up, and devastated as what I was six months, a year, 18 months ago, who are getting benefit from our casual banter, mm -hmm. mockery, and, and sometimes sincere stories about our experience in Mormonism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the only reason I have to continue is, like, when we got, I think, the first review we got, and you sent me a screenshot of it, mm -hmm. I was like, this has all been worth it now. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get a couple more reviews, and a couple more emails, and it's like, wow! Like there's, there's people I've never met who are hearing my story about a state president who asked me fucked up questions, 
who are benefiting from this, mm -hmm. or there are people out there who are listening to us talk about like David Bednar being the Terminator and laughing about it with us, right? And that's yeah. helping them, you know, say, do you know what? David A. Bednar is the uh, the T-1000. Yeah. And until he stands next to a magnet, I'm not going to be fully convinced that this guy isn't a robot, and now I can laugh about him, and he's not so, like, he's not this imposing authority figure anymore. He's an right. idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's making it and silly. And I can let it go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think laughter has really helped us work through this. Obviously, with our uh, with our interview with God the other week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like I I don't think. Well, I mean, obviously, we're not going to do this forever. Um, forever is a long time, but mm -hmm. I I I think you know the way this has benefited us in helping us get out of Mormonism and just like, and just to stop identifying with it in general and to mm -hmm. just rebuild our identities as whoever we want to be. Um, and then hopefully to help other people kind of do the same thing and to listen to mm -hmm. it and to vent and, you know, and to talk about it. I mean, Bishop and I, we both, we both listen back to old episodes all the mm -hmm. time and yeah. it it's fun to laugh at and fun to listen back and and so you know um no matter where this podcast goes and how long we end up doing it um i think it's it's going to i think it's i i think it, it's going to be something that we can always look back on and re-download our favorite episodes and just have a laugh with with each other. And there's always going to be more ex-Mormon content out there. I mean, you you know, the listener, you start a podcast and you you start telling stories and 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 laughing with friends. It's cathartic, and other people are going to listen and find it cathartic. And when it's time to move on, let yourself move on. Move let on. yourself be your new self. So I think, like, we have a couple ideas kind of lingering in the background, but I think, listener, like, if this is something that's been a benefit for you and there's something you want us to talk about or there's something you want to come on the show and talk about, send us an email to unmormon at gmail.com and, uh, and we'll set something up because I think we're going to need uh, really the audience to drive content for this show um, because we've kind of, we've told our stories um, every now and then there's a few more stories that I think of, but really, um, yes, if there's anybody who's found this as a good tool, anybody who would like to just have, you know, 40 minutes to an hour to get their story out of the world, out into the world is a way to kind of let it go, then, uh, email us at unmormon at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, we'd be happy to set something up for you to, to come on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, uh, well, we definitely won't be doing this too, too much longer because I'm moving to my sister's place. <laughs> and she is an active Mormon. <laughs> she's, she's very active, uh, very Mormon, pretty nuanced, but um, mm -hmm. I don't think she would appreciate me uh, recording this, <laughs> this yeah. in, her, in her house. Um, um, yeah, so it won't go on for, for too much longer. But in the meantime, we're going to have fun. Um, and yeah, we've got a few more things going on so mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the name of Jeez. Yeah, Joseph Smith. I want to close. Amen. Actually, in the name of Brigham Young. Amen. Amen. <laughs>